Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's probably not a good thing if you hold your breath anyway. So I, right. I'm actually very happy that you're not holding your breath. Over all things, a new Metallica record. Yeah. I mean, because that would knows. be. <laughs> might be better. It might be better to just like suffocate and die. Well, then listen I mean, to it. <laughs> right. But, or you could just breathe and not listen to it. Uh, hmm. I might have to rethink my whole plan. <laughs> It's going to be a very exciting, exciting interview. Uh, I'm very, very interested in talking heavy metal and other forms of music, heavy metal and other forms of music with Ill Omen. It is, um, I don't know if I'm going to get all these names correct, but uh, Luke Hogan on bass and lead vocals, Curtis Graham on guitars, and Caleb Manternock, I think, Mm -hmm. on drums. And if I'm you know, sabotaging those names. I apologize. Yeah. Yeah. And they're all with us. So all with us right now. So there may be some technical issues. (laughs) There might be the more people we have, the more chance there is, (laughs) but uh, I'm going to go ahead and bring them in. All right, let's bring them in. Whoa. Here they come all at once. Whoa. Whoa. So we got Chris, we got Caleb. And we got Luke, yes. Mm-hmm. Hey, Luke, how you doing? Pretty good. Then we got Caleb and we got Curtis. Yep. Hey, y'all. Howdy. What's going on? Not a whole lot. <laughs> Ooh, I like that. I like that uh, background you got going there, Curtis. <laughs> <laughs> Looks uh, very, very spacey. Yeah, that'll work out. <laughs> I'm, I'm into spacey things. Wait. <laughs> and, wait, hold Isn't on. that Earth? <laughs> oh, I saw a puppy. Not yeah, a real so one. did I. Cartoon yeah. puppy. Awesome. <laughs> How are you guys all doing? How's your weekend been? Pretty so good, far? right? Yeah, good. So, um, um, how is the um, the metal and music scene up in Cedar Rapids? I don't really, of all the cities in um, in Iowa, I don't really hear a lot about what's going on there in that specific place. Yeah. Um it's a lot of cover bands country music stuff like that so not a lot of what we're doing but we're trying to change that at least so that's awesome yeah so i guess i'll just kind of get into it um what uh so can you guys talk a little bit about the formation of ill omen i know you said uh that um let's say is it you luke who this is like you've been you've been in separate bands but caleb and curtis this is their first band or no caleb was in like the eastern iowa arts academy so when he was uh in high school so he was in a a few different bands me and curtis uh started ill omen in like 2019 and we did we had a previous band just like in the basement we never went anywhere with that one but then yeah dh fuck dhmo uh is what it was Mm -hmm. called um, but yeah, then me and Curtis just, uh, broke off from that and just decided we still wanted to play music with each other. And then a couple years after that is when Caleb came into the band. 
Cool. Did you guys always, um, when you guys first started? Um, so I kind of think, you know, you guys definitely remind me a lot of sort of like old school thrash slash black metal sort of, but I would say definitely updated. Is that kind of the sound you guys were always going for? Was just you, when you formed El Omen, you thought, hey, let's start a, a, a band that leans towards metal? Yeah, it was definitely always like the band we were in before was kind of more bluesy blues rock blues metal but that was just because we didn't know how to write songs we've always been going for the more thrash metal type of thing i was gonna ask the same question i i uh have missed out on a lot of metal in the past i don't know a few decades but uh 80s thrash and crossovers one of my uh one of my favorites uh are there any is there anyone from that specific era that's a huge influence on you and secondly, uh, what are some influences on aluminum? Yeah, it's mainly from that era, I would say, the 80s and early 90s thrash metal and crossover, like Nuclear Assault, uh, Anthrax, Megadeth, Metallica, Slayer. Those are our main influences. I love nice. Vinnie Paul's, all of his Pantera drumming. Yeah, I Pantera. love Pantera's rhythm section. Cool. cool. Hey, Caleb, um, so it was specified in the questionnaire to ask about 2000s era Dark Throne. That was Curtis. Or that was I Curtis, it, I'm sorry. I do think it is amazing that you guys picked that out because I didn't even oh, know that yeah. we sounded like that until we all <laughs> yeah. listened to the podcast where you guys talked about us. And I oh, thought yeah. that was amazing. Yeah. Uh, so Curtis, yeah. are you a big Dark Throne fan? Yeah. I, that's the main reason I wanted to come on here. It's like, I, I didn't think anybody would be able to pick that out, to be honest. Um, all the stuff from just the beginning era is cool but the best stuff is 99 to 06 for me so wow. ravishing grimness plague wielder hate them all those albums it's like yeah. you hit the nail around the head i'm like ah, i didn't think anybody would catch that at all yeah no uh, i i got really excited because uh dark throne is and i'm not even i i don't i'm i'm very choosy about you know my black metal and dark throne is hands down my favorite black metal band uh, but I mean, I also, I really like the early stuff, like all of the, you know, um, you know, Transylvanian hunger and stuff like that. But I think there's, I like some, there's something about the 2000s, like you said, like the 99 to 2000s era Dark Throne. That is, um, it's, it's very interesting because there were so many different, you know, changes they were going through stylistically. And uh, what do you think of their more sort of like gutter punk stuff that was in like, you know, the later 2000s. Like, uh, the cult is alive. Circle the wagon. Yeah, Circle yeah. the Wagon. Cult, yeah. is alive is, cult is Alive is the best one out of those. Circle the Wagons is okay. The two middle ones, uh, FOAD and Black Flags, are some of the worst albums I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, they're... <laughs> <laughs> they're I mean, by, uh, by and large, that kind of seems to be the consensus. But have you listened to any of their more recent records, like... Arctic Thunder and Old yeah. Star and the new one that just dropped. Yeah, Old Star is the best one out of the new ones. Um, I listened to the most recent one, and I don't think it's latched on quite yet. Sure. But Arctic <laughs> Thunder, Old Star, and Eternal Hails are all cool. So that's the main reason I wanted to be on here is just to talk about that because I didn't think anybody would pick up on that at all. Well, that's cool, man. Uh, sorry, guys. I had to geek out on Dark Throne a little bit because yeah. I'm, I'm a big fan good. as well. <laughs> <laughs> all right eric you may want to take over the questioning because my oh, next question um, will be about dark throat again <laughs> <laughs> i got you uh yeah so 
as far as influences on Illumin, uh, I can hear a lot of those things are sort of that earlier thrash crossover stuff, but I'm always interested in things that aren't directly related to what people are playing. So like, what are some influences that you guys think sort of weasel their way into your sound a little bit that aren't necessarily directly related? Does that make any sense? Like you mentioned Pantera, which is obviously in a similar realm, but kind of different too. Is there anything other things like that? Yeah. Um, well, another big aspect of it, I think would just be like early death metal, like 90s stuff, morbid angel, obituary, stuff like that. And then, uh, death too. Uh, the other two would probably have some other things. I can't really think of anything else right now. Yeah. I've always, I've noticed more and more that a lot, me and Curtis were in jazz band in high school and I knew Curtis from that. We all knew each other from high school, but so much of my drum fills are, I feel of so much more like swing and like weird little bits in it that I was like, this sounds like something I would just pull out a jazz band or like, nice. I love the rhythm of like hip hop and R and B music and the lyrics. And I feel like I'll rip rhythms from rap songs and the lyrics and just put them in fills. And it's some of my favorite fills I've done. Cool. Sweet. Uh, so you mentioned jazz band. So, uh, are you um and and you also mentioned hip-hop beats are there any specific like jazz artists or drummers or hip-hop artists that you were influenced by would you say right now i've been listening to a lot of this hip-hop wise i've been listening to this guy from texas called big x the plug and it's just like mid-tempo hip-hop or like uh i love i've been really digging into kendrick lamar where it's just mm. that slight crossover between R&B and hip hop. But like jazz drumming the, I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but the drummer for the Dave Matthews band, mm. he's crazy good. Like just in a groove sense, in a over the top, like Phil sense, like he's just, he's got it all covered and I love it. Nice. Wow. That's amazing. I, I never thought that, uh, the Dave Matthews band would be mentioned while interviewing you guys. That's, that's yeah. awesome. <laughs> no, I mean, I, seriously, I heard a lot of those really cool, um, rhythmic kind of, uh, deviations in, uh, the March of decay, uh, especially, um, peace in the middle East. The break in that is killer. Mm -hmm. Just awesome. I, I don't really have a question regarding that. Uh, awesome. right. well, thank you. Thank <laughs> yeah. you. So that that record just came out, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. Last month. Yeah, one yeah, month it's, ago. It's really cool, and you guys did that at uh, Flat Black with yep. Luke. Yeah. Yeah. How was that experience for you guys? Um. Well, we've we've recorded there now three times, and we're okay. just about to go in it. We're just about to go in for a fourth time next month, also. But nice. every time we've gone there, it's been a better experience. And the album, we went there for like five days straight, and it's just like. It's really fun because you get to stay there. Like we stayed there up in the loft area and just like record. And it's, I don't know. It's, I I think it's the most fun part of like the band just going into the studio and recording. Sweet. Sure. Yeah. yeah. When you guys record, do you guys track it or do you guys try to capture as much live? Luke really likes to do the live thing where it's like, he, well, he, we'll retrack some stuff. Like, well, we've add like we've double track guitars and stuff and like, we'll track the solos, but like all the basic rhythm guitars, bass and drums, we all record the same take. Yeah. So he'll, <laughs> he sets it all up downstairs. And then if we want to retrack guitars, we'll just get rid of the, and just redo it. 
but he tried to get most of it in that live like first couple recordings with the drums yeah and we we really try to rehearse it really well so we can do it in like as few takes as possible and then yeah curtis i'll fix up some stuff with my bass the drums are all just like we don't punch anything in for that and then curtis will go in and we uh we did triple tracking on the guitars and use a few different amps and stuff like that change it up a little bit i think we've only ever punched in one time on the drums and it was to do a single drum groove and then that was it right. on the album it was i can't remember what song it was i think it was I don't even, rivals i don't even remember that <laughs> i do because I, I remember it was just like all the takes it was just bad or they oh, didn't yeah, match yeah, up yeah. tempo wise so we're just like just go down there and do it and yeah, that was the yeah. only time we've ever punched something in. Well, for it sounds very tight, very tight, very technical. Very. I, I would not have guessed that you guys did that stuff live. Really, pretty amazing. You can tell, Thank you. You can kind of tell on the album if you put metronome to it that it's not exact. That's kind of the excitement of it. Yeah. Is it not being exactly on? So we just set the metronome, and then wherever the tempo goes, it goes. And then if the take yeah. is good, we don't keep it. But a lot less chance of. Uh, getting stale or whatever like that energy will right. be in real time so that's that's sick i was just gonna say that it definitely you guys definitely succeeded i think uh in just kind of uh delivering like a live sounding sort of record like that's kind of that's one of the reasons why i ask because it totally sounds like i was hearing a band performing right and so i definitely hear that that rawness, but it's also just done really, really well. And I think that's kind of one of the reasons why it reminds me so much of sort of the early eighties thrash and, you know, eighties, nineties, black metal. Another, I don't know um, if you guys are into this group, but another thing, especially your voice, Luke reminded me a lot of um, like Bathory. I don't know yeah, if you guys yeah. are into that at all. Yes. Yeah. Your vocals were really, I think his name is what, Corthon or something like yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, some yeah. weird name. I was going to ask vocal, about vocals because vocally, like when we did our review of uh, Sort of Destiny, it was like I could see where I understood where a lot of things came from, but the vocals were really pretty different. It was like my experience maybe like possessed and elements of like violence or something, but I don't, if you... I don't know if you want to divulge this information, but is there any vocalist that you really heard and you're just like, yeah, that's it. Or did you just sort of accumulate styles and it ended up being your voice or whatever? Yeah. I mean, it was kind of more natural, but like uh, Chuck Schuldner from death is one of those big ones that I kind of try, try to sound like, but then I can't do it exactly how he does it. So it sounds a little bit different. And yeah, Bathory, like, possessed and even like burzum and things like that just all that stuff but yeah i kind of just like originally i was trying to do more high-pitched stuff but that hurt my voice so then as the records have gone on i've been going lower and lower pitched but i still can't do all that like technical like gurgling stuff i don't mm-hmm. so it's kind of just me yelling just doing what's comfortable there's a lot of people out there doing that already <laughs> might as well have your own voice right Oh, I was just going to mention something about um, you don't really see a lot of uh, trios in metal, it seems like, too. And that's that's just sort of another thing that I wanted to say. Um, has that always been the case or have you guys always been a trio just out of curiosity? It's been a, it's been a trio, um, not based on maybe us wanting to be that at the beginning, but 
Um, all the guitar parts got way too tactful for anybody that we tried out at that point. So I kind of came out of, okay, we kind of just have to do this now. Mm-hmm. So um, I, w- I wouldn't be opposed to adding more members if that came out in the future. I mean, Carcass did that, and it worked out fine. But uh, not necessary right now, and I'm not dropping out the bit to get any more people if we don't. We don't find the right people. So. Sure. Because the sound that you guys have achieved – um, I think from the very beginning, even from the first EP, uh, it just, it sounds so full. Like, it sounds like it could literally be like a five piece. I think that's, you guys uh, have done amazing with that. Thank you. Yeah. There was some other elements on the, on the March of Decay as well that I hadn't heard a lot of, I guess, in the earlier singles and EPs and things. And maybe I'm wrong in that sense, but the song Tread, uh, it seemed almost based around um it's hard to call it a sample because it's like the duration of the whole right, song but like right. a, uh it is i mean i guess a vocal sample uh yeah so i guess i had a couple questions about that like what is that uh monologue from and also did you sort of base the song around it or did you just know you'd have parts to fill with that from what I remember is me and Luke, Curtis couldn't have been there for some reason. We were going to do a practice and Curtis couldn't be there. So me and Luke were just playing with something. And then he started playing that main riff from it. And I was just like, we got to do something with this. This is too cool to just throw away. Yeah. And then it just kept like, it was just like a joke. Like, Oh, what if we just like, I watched one of us watched the pot not podcast, but the documentary on Martin Hemeyer, the, the killdozer dude. And we were just oh. like, what if we just make the song about him? And then Curtis brought up that he had tapes, like hours of tapes of him talking to himself. And just through the tapes, he gets crazier and crazier and crazier until he like goes through the town with the bulldozer. And we're just like, let's just take the tapes of him talking and just put it in the song. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty much what happened. Yeah. Curtis went through, uh, thanks to Curtis for going through all like four or five hours of those tapes and picking out the good parts for us. <laughs> yeah. No, the, the, there was about, 20 minutes of good stuff too so uh once we got it good we ended up coming up with the course part i did the course part and then we figured out okay these are the parts we actually have to fill and what is the craziest stuff that he might have said yeah it's just kind of we had the chorus i'm like well i'm just gonna i'm gonna say tread on them every time but we gotta i'm not gonna write any verses the verses are just gonna be the sample and we'll get a bunch of things and then we wrote the whole song and then we just went and filled in the cool samples and kind of built up a story to go with that it makes for a cool composition yeah i remember we spent like an hour in the studio trying to find uh audio bits of like at the very end of the bulldozer tracks and the diesel engine because i originally wanted to go to the company I worked at and record a bulldozer there, but then that didn't work out. So I was like, we just got to find like four different audio bits and smash them together and call it good. Nice. Yeah. um, It also said in in the questionnaire uh, that, you know, it looks like you guys, like you, you have a lot of the, uh, a lot of influences, like we talked about, like Metallica Slayer, things like that uh, collectively, but it looks like each of you have some pretty eclectic musical taste. I see everything from like, Beach Boys to Sturgill Simpson to Morbid Angel, you know, yeah, which yes. I think is awesome. And uh, it looks like Curtis, uh, you're also a Beach Boys fan too. Is they, they make fun of me for it? It's great. I love it. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> um, are you? Are is it like particularly? Is it like Pet Sounds uh, that you're influenced um, by? Or yeah, 
uh, Pet Sounds is one of them. Smile Sessions, uh, Surf's Up, uh, The Beach Boys Love You. Uh, I mean, the early era is cool, too, but that stuff from about 66 to 76 is the best, to be honest. Um, uh, Holland is great. All those albums are so good. I don't know why. I can just nail them all. But Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's really cool. And I see that uh, Caleb, you're into Sturgill Simpson. I absolutely love country music. I yeah. I don't want to rub it in the other two's face because I feel like I listen to the widest range of music out of all of us. <laughs> it's a, it's not a very, like, it's a mile-wide pond, but only an inch deep. But <laughs> I love Sergal Simpson, Culture Wall, his album, Sound and Fury. Best work he's ever put out, and I feel like that's a hot take. Sure. Yeah, and then and then Luke, I see, like, Knocked Loose, so I'm assuming you probably listen to a lot of hardcore as well as metal um yeah i don't think i listen to like a lot of hardcore but i've definitely been getting into it more just being in the iowa city scene just because at first i i don't know i didn't like hardcore it just didn't connect with me but then going to a bunch of hardcore shows playing with hardcore bands i just started getting into it more and not least is probably my favorite like hardcore slash metal type of band sure yeah it's always awesome to see like uh you know people in bands that don't necessarily sound like all the things that they listen to, you know? And so that's awesome. I, it was just great to see like such a wide range there. Yeah. And then another thing about knocked loose is, uh, we, we were like me and Curtis were listening to a lot of knocked loose. And then we got some knocked loose, like influences snuck into the song, await the ritual. Like the kind Mm. of the breakdown section is kind of a lot of knocked loose, inspiration yeah i could hear that um oh i'm sorry i can't remember it was track nine on the album i can't remember the name of it oh um oh uh, it, um, it's it's a very short song come blaster, come come blaster. blaster. Come blaster. <laughs> i knew it was something like that that was yeah. such a and that one reminded me a lot of like grindcore you know yeah. that had like oh, a yeah. grindcore yeah. Influence i like, like the vocals on come yeah. Blaster. Oh, yeah so all awesome. three of us yeah, yeah all three of us did the vocals on come blast it's very so. layered it's cool yeah. yeah yeah i had a question about uh, well actually i just had a comment about await the ritual um and you kind of touched on it I don't know if this was subconscious or conscious. It's kind of something I've noticed a lot of times people will put kind of the last song on the record kind of seems like a clue or a hint about what's going to happen from that point on, like the next thing. And I did notice there was a kind of a different sound in that track. And would you say it's that kind of hardcore influence? And with that being said, do you guys plan to introduce more hardcore elements or do you know? Um, yeah, I would say, yeah, that is that middle section. The whole song is written, and then we were like, it doesn't really flow right. So then we just like had to sit down for a few days and just come up with a new part to go in there. And we it was kind of a more hardcore influenced part. And then I think on this on this new project that we're doing, uh, there is another like a, a few hardcore influenced parts in there too. So yeah. Cool. Are you guys doing an EP or a single or what's your next thing you're doing? Um, we can't say much about it now, but it would be, it's going to be three songs. That's all I can say. <laughs> cool. cool. Yeah. I like it. Definitely be looking forward to hearing that for sure. Um, so back to kind of like the Cedar Rapids thing. Um, I don't, you mentioned 
the band Frontal Assault. Are yep. they from Cedar Rapids? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yes. So do you consider them kind of like your peers as far as like trying to do something different in the Cedar Rapids scene? Yeah, they're like our partners in the Cedar Rapids scene because there's no one else in the Cedar Rapids scene that play the type of music that they play or we play. Mm-hmm. And we've we played some like we've been playing a bunch of shows with them and we want to keep playing shows with them. We just announced a show that I have to mention. I have it written down here. Yeah. Um uh Saturday, August twelfth at the Olympic Theater in Cedar Rapids. It's gonna be Traffic Death, Frontal Assault, Ill Omen, Toxic Messiah, and Bonophobic Bile Puddle. Uh mm. And that's, we're trying to, like, it's kind of a bigger venue for us. So you can fit, uh, I think the capacity is 500 people. We're probably, we're probably not going to sell it out, but we're trying to get a bunch of people in there and just have like a, try and revitalize the scene a little bit, get Cedar Rapids doing some like underground metal and punk stuff. So, yeah. I saw that flyer and I was like, that is stacked. I mean, that's like everyone. So that's going to be killer. Yeah, absolutely. You guys have played a lot. Um, or at least I've been seeing you guys around. Um, so you guys have played with a with a number of bands. Are there any other area bands, not necessarily from Cedar Rapids, but other bands you've played with that you know have really struck you? What was that band we just played with? That uh, Lefties, yeah, yeah that was from Cor- Chicago. Coronary from Chicago is mm. a great hardcore band. We're we're hoping to play some more shows with them. Um, there's another, uh, Bonefoot Bile Puddle. I don't know if, I don't think we played with them, but we have a few scheduled with them. So, um, then Phantom Threat is amazing. Oh, Phantom Threat. They're from, uh, most of them, if not all of them are from Muscatine, which is where I'm from. So yeah, Yeah. Phantom Threat are awesome. Yeah. I think I, I listened to your guys' like review of their, that's how I found out about them and I listened to them and then we played a show with them. So that was really cool. Yeah, cool. yeah, yeah, and then uh, Dryad also. Mm-hmm. We played with them once. They're they're awesome. You guys got any other ones? We've played a bunch of music with a band from Des Moines called Animals on LSD. Yeah. Oh yes, we did a lot of yes. shows with them in Des Moines. Man, they're brutal. Uh, yeah. We, yeah, we reviewed their tape, didn't we? Yeah, like a long yeah a while ago, and I just remember that music was some of the most intense stuff I've heard. Yes. Yeah. No, it's really cool that there's so many groups. Uh, and it, I feel like it's always sort of been that way in Iowa where no specific city has just a super deep metal scene. But if everyone comes together and we'll travel right. a little, it's like, hmm. it's pretty cool. And right now it seems really, like I said, stacked, just like tons of heavy music, extreme music. And that wasn't the case. And, you know, everything fluctuates, but it's really exciting to hear it right now. Yeah. And it's, it's really cool to see, like, I never noticed this, but we played a show at Dryad, like, in the middle of Iowa City at called the Cloud House, which is part of the PS1 house. And there were two people there who I saw, and I was like, oh, I've never seen them before at Iowa City shows, just whatever. We went and played at Lefties, and they were there and found out that they're originally from Des Moines, but they've been going to shows in Iowa City and traveling the two hours just to go see a show on a Saturday night. And that feels um, awesome to yeah, see yeah. people not only in bands who are willing to travel to go play shows, but people who are even willing to go travel to see some of these shows for smaller bands. And it for feels sure. awesome. Yeah. And that's how we started out too. Just like, uh, no one would book our band cause we were brand new. So we're like, well, I guess we should start going to these local shows and just seeing what's up. And we just started going to Gabe's like twice a week, every weekend, like yeah, name yeah. dropping band after yeah. band. Yeah. Just going yeah. to every show. Yeah. 
if they weren't metal, we went. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of a lot of stuff happening in Iowa City right now with uh well you mentioned animals on LSD and BBP and they're both uh putting out tapes on Pokey's records, which yep, is yep. just some really great stuff. I actually that kind of is a good segue into I wanted to ask you guys about uh Grim Night Productions. That's yeah, the yeah. the label that the album came out of. That's out of Iowa City. That's uh uh, nightmare imagery joe and uh cal from grim tooth's very heavy metal things or whatever it's called yeah from dryad they're they're like our they're our mentors in this whole thing they're they're really good guys uh they're yeah they released frontal assaults first album and uh they released a tape here or there but then we're our we're their second cd that they put out so they're just starting to get nice. going and it's really cool really good deal and uh, Joe did the artwork and it turned out awesome. And he did the whole CD packaging and everything. And it was awesome. Yeah. I was going to ask That's about awesome. Joe doing that artwork. They've also, uh, Grim Knight has been doing a lot of promotion as well. Like a lot of yes, yes. really pretty cool bands have come through and yeah. uh, they doing just a, did one really with, nice uh, job. they did one with deterioration that we, that I went and saw. And that was, I've seen them twice now and they're really amazing. Cal's just been in the scene for so long. He just knows everybody. So yeah, right. it just always, he's always gets the coolest shows lined up. And he works real hard, you know, oh, yeah. <laughs> like he's always hustling. And yep. Yeah. I always see his Amazing. posters everywhere and everything. Yeah. Dryad's last album was tough as nails also. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> that was so awesome. Good. It is awesome to see just a bunch of metal, you know, just popping up, you know, around Iowa for sure. But yeah. Um, have you guys just out of curiosity played with like any punk bands around the area or is it mostly just like metal shows that you guys get booked on? It's honestly mostly hardcore shows is what it is. Cause I feel like there's a, there's more of a hardcore scene around here, at least in like Iowa city and Des Moines. So I'd say at least half the shows we're on have at least one or two hardcore bands on there too. It's kind of just merged into one scene and they've accepted us. So we nice. just kind of go along with it. <laughs> yeah. yeah that's awesome yeah because i know hardcore can kind of be a, a tough crowd to win over you know if you're just if you're not just straight hardcore so right yeah but there's there, there also seems to be a lot more acceptance a lot a lot more of a unity going on right now which i think yeah. is awesome yeah there is it's it's pretty much one scene i'd say the metal and hardcore scene at least in iowa right now so i think that's really cool and especially with some of these venues that like there's like a few venues in Iowa city that like play music and every once in a while they have metal, but like a place like Gabe's where we play all the time is just a melting pot for all these different kinds of music. So we always, the lineups are always so different there and it's, they're always good lineups too. It's never like there's a bad lineup there. Yeah, for sure. You guys, you guys have a, a particular city or venue that you, you know, like, I don't know if you guys have played it like, places more than once do you guys have like a favorite place to play or anything um i think frequent yeah gabe's we played at gabe's we're, i mean we have four shows booked at gabe's this summer i think mm -hmm. already so we play at gabe's a lot and it's always really fun and a lot of people show up i think lefties was actually we played there one time but i thought it was like just like the the sound guy was really good. That's and then the people who showed up, they it was a hardcore show, but they they were moshing to us the whole time, and it was really fun. So, I, I was just gonna ask, uh, do you have something to ask, Eric? Oh, um, yeah, I had a couple questions uh, on my notes here. It just says fun question mark. So, 
Um, basically, I do notice that there's a lot of like fun elements in your music, which I I can kind of see maybe like anthrax or uh, like nuclear assault yeah. or overkill or things like that had like this sort of fun element to it not funny or humorous necessarily um, yeah, yeah, like yeah. stormtroopers of death or something but yep. like just allowing that fun to come in was that something that um you guys just knew from the beginning because that's who you are or or you know did you try to start like way darker and scarier and just end up being like ah fuck it let's have fun or like I don't know. Does that question make any sense? The vibe is just like, it's just, we're having fun. We're, we're not too, we don't take ourselves too seriously. And yeah, and it, like we are inspired by a lot of those eighties bands that were just kind of like every once in a while, you just get a song where they're messing around, you know, mm-hmm. like especially nuclear salt and even like sacred Reich and mm-hmm. stuff like that, where they were just having fun. And that makes the show so much more fun. And again, like frontal assault from Cedar Rapids, they, mm-hmm. they were one of our, biggest influences when we were first starting and they their whole thing is just having a bunch of phones smoking a bunch of weed and we just left out the weed part because we don't really do that <laughs> but <laughs> the fun part is still there nice that's an important message kids <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you can still have fun yeah that's cool yeah that's that's something i really liked about everything i heard from you guys it was just like this willingness to like understand that just because something's brutal and heavy doesn't mean it's necessarily like sad and depressing all the time you know like gives it an extra energy i think i I think part of that too um caleb in particular some of your lead riffs that you're doing really harkens back to me to like uh for me to like some of the new wave of british heavy metal type stuff like you know a little bit of maiden maybe a little bit of priest in there as well Mm -hmm. stuff like that you you guys ever find yourself influenced by any of that stuff just out of curiosity yeah curtis Curtis definitely is curtis for sure hard listening to metal who's all power metal stuff so they hate that but (laughs) (laughs) get away with it as much as i can and then they tell me to shut up after a while Like, and just like when I, when I would hear those leads that you would do sometimes, it kind of reminded me a little bit of some of that. And I think that sort of um, adds to like what Eric was saying. There is definitely something that's a little fun about listening to Ill Omen. And uh, you don't necessarily see that in, you know, you see that in a lot of metal, but there's a lot of metal that is definitely set on being dark, like dark throne for instance <laughs> but I mean, yeah. dark throne even has this thing where they go into the parts where it's just like wow this is a random swing rhythm for no reason and a major key wise up here that's true I'm not that. <laughs> yeah that's true they're definitely not opposed to get weird and kind of ridiculous sometimes that's for sure just being ridiculous that's cool i like that <laughs> yeah i think it was the track goats that clued me in initially <laughs> yeah yeah I was like, there has to be some element of oh, cool going on. oh for sure. And to Let's have a song <laughs> and to even have a song called Come Blaster, you know. All right, yeah. There has to be a sense of humor there involved. Yeah. You know, it's right, not it's, sure. it's not serious. We're not yeah. yeah. So Curtis, <laughs> did you say there's a cool story about goats? Yeah, there's a cool there's a cool story about goats actually. Um the whole song was actually a balance we had for our YouTube channel before Caleb was in the band. So we were more YouTube channel before we were a band, basically. And what happened is we put a random number generator in, and we gave us between one and two hours to write a song. It ended up being 85 minutes. So the original version of that was 85 minutes of us writing, and you can 
find that on the YouTube channel somewhere. Yeah. Uh, ah, the, vocals cool. the vocals weren't in shape at all. It was just mm -hmm. him screaming ghosts the whole time. That was kind of the joke <laughs> of it. And then we, we spent, we gave ourselves another 85 minutes to rewrite some of it. And I think that's the version you get on yeah. the film. Oh, that's all cool. the, all the riffs are barbaric on purpose. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. No. And once I originally rewrote the lyrics, it was about, um, no the original lyrics of that song were about um eating uh a goat and like it's your best friend that's a goat and then you end up eating his balls and that was the original <laughs> lyrics of the song <laughs> yeah so it's come a long way but... yeah and then but on the actual ep i changed i changed him to be a little more uh like it's more Horrible. about like schizophrenia and stuff, not literally about eating the goat's balls. I got it. <laughs> wow. That's but it still stayed in. So right. <laughs> out. secrets out. Oh, that wow. <laughs> How long ago was that that you were mentioning? Uh I think years? we started the YouTube Three, four in like, years ago. Yeah, twenty nineteen maybe, something like that. Oh, okay. So uh, not the early days no, of YouTube. No, because we're only we're no. only uh 20 so we started it when we were like 16 17 so wow you guys are 20 years old yeah, yeah. all of us all well, curtis, of curtis is about to turn 21 but all of us are 20 right now wow when i was 20 years old i wasn't even half the musician that all three of you guys are thank you thank you <laughs> not even close I'm i don't remember not. but i'm sure i wasn't as good either <laughs> <laughs> i think i can safely say i'm still not <laughs> oh true me too that's pretty amazing but yeah i sorry to just keep jumping around i had a few questions about uh march of decay overall but uh i i noticed in um he who dwells in the marshes it's like the instrumental track so the intro to that has kind of i i hate to use dungeon synth as a term i think it's <laughs> a little overused and because that's not exactly what's happening but there is sort of a synth mm -hmm. intro to that uh how did that come about who wrote it who played it like all that yeah, stuff. so so that was me um I wrote that part and it's actually just my bass uh put through a lot of effects. Like I've uh, just I've yeah. I have my pedal board. Uh it's my pedal board. I bought a seven dollar piece of wood from Menards and put some mm -hmm. uh Velcro on it. So that's my pedal board. And I have I think on that it was like a reverb. I'm looking at it right now, but it was a reverb, um, a DS1 distortion, and then a boss bass chorus. And just all those combined wow. kind of made it especially with like my uh, active pickups, it made it sound like a synth. And yeah. then I was also using like the volume pedal to do like the swells. And it's kind of just, I mean, I'm not, I mean, I listened to Burzum, so I don't, that's the only like dungeon synth I would get into. But then I think, uh, yeah, just, I just wrote that and uh, very inspired by Cliff Burton is what I'd say. Cool. Yeah. That was another practice, I think, that was just me and Luke again. I was playing drums, yeah. he was playing bass, and it was just like, I was, like he said, just Master of Puppets, Orion, like, mm -hmm. back to Metallica. We just all love Metallica. Damage Incorporated intro is kind of where it came yeah. from. Nice. I think he got, got to practice a little early that day. But yeah, it's just... Yeah, just when when Curtis isn't there and me and Caleb were just there, that's when we come up with like the simple barbaric stuff. And then he'll come later and add on the 
complicated lead stuff that is on that song and stuff like that. That's cool. Uh, so I got to ask this, and this is a, a cheesy question alert, but um, being Metallica fans, have you guys heard the new album yet? We yes. went and saw We went to the theater. Yeah, we went to the theater and saw yeah. Wait, oh, hold on. There's a theater sh- listening of it? Yep, yeah. The first night yeah, it was out. Yeah. In Cedar Rapids, there was a theatrical release with all the music videos and stuff and just the whole album. Play. Oh, so was it using like Dolby, like the Dolby yeah, the whole sound type surround stuff? Surround sound stuff, yeah. yeah. Wow. Man, I'm That's bummed really I missed cool. that. That sounds cool. Yeah, yeah it was yeah, really cool. So. It was really cool. It was, that, the whole theater was almost sold out. It, like yeah. it was, there's maybe two seats that weren't open and they were Jeez. all the way in the front row. You think that's going to replace live concerts someday? I hope not. No. It was not that interesting. No, <laughs> no. It was nowhere near as interesting as live. No. <laughs> yeah, I bet not. Uh, was the album anywhere as interesting as the first four albums? Uh, no. <laughs> but it was still oh, it was no. it was good for what they've been doing since the Black album. So sure. Yeah. There were for from my perspective, it's like the parts of it that were good were crazy good like they had so right. many really cool little bits yeah. but the parts that were like kind of bad they were pretty bad <laughs> yeah 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 the it only was still one, great the only one that i heard was the uh what is it lux eternia or yeah, yeah, whatever yeah. the big yeah. single is and that it what it reminded me of was a glossed over like they were trying to do kill them all again kind of yeah that's sort what it of like. yeah but then the, the rest of the album it kind of harkened back to that sound but a lot of it was more like load reload mixed with hardwired is what i would oh, say gotcha well at least it wasn't sane anger or lulu right yeah it wasn't that bad <laughs> it was it had some decent stuff on it some pretty yeah. good songs the there's a what's the song that has the bass intro sleep my life way or something sleepwalk my yeah song. yeah yeah that one <laughs> They were like it was the intro to that song was fucking great. Like they again, some of the parts in it that were good were astronomically good in my opinion. Cool. Mm-hmm. But they're just too far in between each other. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Yeah, it's too long. There it's you go. <laughs> yeah. We like we like the albums that, at least me and Curtis, I know I definitely like the albums that are 30, 35 minutes, like the old thrash records were. Yeah, for sure. So when you when you go sure. over an hour, it's just there's no way you wrote so every once in a while it'll work, but there's no way that you wrote so many good songs that all of them are like 10 out of 10. But if you write a 30 minute track, you can really uh, like just get those ones as good as possible. And I think that's right. a little bit better. Yeah, for sure. sure. Like what, what's hell awaits like 17 minutes or something. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's like a really short record, but and uh, it, yeah, yeah, it's kills. It's like one of the best thrash records. So yeah. I don't know. They did yeah, something yeah. right. So. Slayer, like Hell Awaits, Rain of Blood, and even Megadeth's first album, especially when they re-released it without uh, these boots, it's literally 24 minutes long, and it's right. awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I had a question uh, regarding Metallica. I wasn't going to bring this up, but uh, since you guys all did. So, Curtis, I noticed on a, a couple of solos, and I hope this doesn't – is it offensive <laughs> somehow? I can't imagine it would be, but there's, like, almost a soulful element to it. Uh, I don't want to say bluesy, but definitely not just straight technical speed thrash kind of guitar. And I've always noticed that with uh, Kirk Hammett's playing. Would you say that he's an influence on that element of it, or is it blues? Or no, um, I just think Kirk and I have the same influences. I don't think it was me going through Kirk. Gotcha. I guess. 
I mean, I'll take I'll take that, but like Ace Frehley and Jeff Beck and Jimi Hendrix and David Ray Vaughan, and I just think we listen to the same stuff for yeah. that thing. I don't think I take his approach because there's some things that he does on some of the records that are very confusing. Yeah. <laughs> or going to Dorian for no reason on right. like half the new solos. It's like, okay, we're it's it's a Phrygian sound, but we're gonna do this blue scale and then go into a Dorian part where all like the flat six does not make any sense here. Yeah. And then why are we here? <laughs> I, so, I noticed that too, and I was definitely not talking about more modern solos. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I I just think we listen to some of the same stuff. I mean yeah. Ace Fraley was the first guitar player i guess that i cared about so i think that's the main thing cool yeah. all right last metallica question i swear <laughs> um <laughs> do you guys uh so you mentioned that 72 seasons the best thing since they did um since the black album do you guys have any appreciation at all for load and reload at all because like okay. my my take is I okay. always thought that, <laughs> just, just real quick, real quick, I'm just gonna say and then I want you guys to take over the conversation. But my take is that I think that if they would have combined it into one album right. yeah, okay, with all yeah. the great songs, <laughs> I think it would have been a great album. Okay, yeah. So I'll let Curtis get into this, but I want to say something first. Um I don't think seventy two seasons is the best thing since the black album it's just okay for what they've been doing since the black album. oh since okay gotcha yeah gotcha i think uh death magnetic was really good and i do not like load or reload very much maybe a few songs but i'm gonna let curtis take over this question because he's about to say this whole thing where he likes to <laughs> do different combinations of load and reload and combine them together and make cds ah, and stuff that's what he that's does cool. so oh, I've, I've done that about seven times now and i still don't know the proper order i know about the songs i would pick um it's it's very it's a very difficult thing i think if load and reload had the best songs it would be better than the blackout like legitimately but i think load as it is possibly worse than saint anger because the filler is oh, wow. worse than the worst song <laughs> the filler on that album is so bad uh, the house that Jack built is a horrible song. Hero of the Day is a horrible song. I can't stand Ronnie for the life of me. Uh, Wasting My Hate is horrible. And those songs are worse than any of the songs I'll say in anger. So, wow. um, yeah, no, I, I'd there's a reload and a third of load and call it good. Um, I still don't know what songs I'd pick yet, but that album would be better than the Black album. So, I loved that review, by the yeah. way. Yeah, that was... <laughs> and this song fucking blows, and this song sucks. <laughs> That's what awesome. The heck, what the heck is Caleb doing? I gotta I'm find digging. which album it is. I have a. I'm trying to find which Metallica album it was. What's the one that's got <laughs> two by four on it? That uh, I think oh. that's um. Load. That's the first load, isn't it? I yeah, fucking yeah. love that one. I love load. I hate that song. Yeah, <laughs> two by four ain't my bitch are the best songs on that album, and I love it. I had to try and dig through my CD collection under my bed to find yeah. the CD. I do. I, which album I do was. like those songs. It's just the whole album in general is is not it. One of my um, favorite Metallica songs of all time is "The Memory Remains." A lot of people yeah. may argue with me, but I love that song. Love it. Isn't King Nothing on Loader Reload? Or That's on Load, I think. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good album. Again, good another great song. Love that song. All right. I was just curious about what your guys' take on that is, because I know Metallica fans are very, div you know, they're divided on pretty much anything after Injustice for All. 
and yeah. even Injustice for All, they're very divided on. <laughs> yeah, I think all of us love Injustice for yeah, All. Yeah, we all love Injustice oh, for All. Oh, me too. <laughs> it, for a period of time, I would have considered it my favorite one. I'm not yeah, sure me if too. I still me would. too, me too. I definitely got into this type of metal music originally from Guitar Hero 3 the on the Wii, because at the very end, the last song on the game before you go to the final boss is one, and I would play that song over and over and over again, and it just hooked me into that album, then it hooked me into more heavier music, more Metallica, then into Slipknot, and then just on and on and on. Yeah. Nice. Video games were such were so great for that. Mm-hmm. For sure. Any of the Doom soundtracks oh, yeah. are amazing. Yep. Uh, Tony Hawk, of course. Mm-hmm. You know, lots I've of been meaning to play that Jack Black game, Brutal yeah. Legend, or whatever it's yeah. called. That looks so much fun. Like Ozzy Osbourne's in it. Let Brutal me... Legend? Isn't that yeah. like old? <laughs> Not... Is that yeah. an old game? It's like 2000s. It's yeah. like, it was on the <laughs> Xbox 360. <laughs> I was gonna say we're even we're a little too young for like Tony Hawk. I feel like like yeah. I knew it was like older kids when I was a kid that were playing Tony Hawk, but I never played it. Yeah, I guess that was. Yeah, I guess that was a long time ago. Wow. Yeah. I played a bunch of Halo, and I remember some of the trailers for it had like Breaking Benjamin and stuff in it too. So that got me into. I love Breaking Benjamin as well. There was just a lot of stuff out there yeah. that people got exposed to. I know a lot of underground hip hop became really big because of video games and Tony. And then of course, guitar hero. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, pretty amazing stuff when you think about it. Yeah. That now one they're... thing is hilarious. You brought that up because I, I was older. I've always been older, um, but my young, <laughs> <laughs> my young cousins were playing guitar hero and they, they played, they were playing it and they were like, do you want to play? I was like, sure. And I tried one and just wiped out just first note, total wipeout. I was like, but I can actually play this song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I went and got yeah. a guitar and played it, and they're like, eh. They weren't into it at all. I was like, Fine. yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's so like I missed the guitar different... hero boat. That was my experience, and, and I called it quits. I was like, I'll just play the guitar. <laughs> it's, it's a whole different thing trying to do the guitar hero thing yeah, versus an actual guitar. Mm-hmm. For sure. And then also rock band, too. Oh yeah. Wait, Rock Band oh, two or also? <laughs> well, I guess one and two, and I don't know how many of them did they make. There was Rock Band, They're Garage Band. Them. There was so many different band games. Yeah, I know they came out with the Beatles like edition of it or something like that. Uh, they had a Metallica Guitar Hero too. Oh wow. Yeah, they've had a bu- they've had an ACDC. They've had so many different like just one off band. Yeah. This is like my nerd thing of the day is like, I love those stupid guitar hero S games. Yeah. They're fun to play, but like, like you, Eric, I could never, well, I just, I'll, get, I'll, I'll give them another shot. <laughs> yeah. I don't know where I'll even find copies of them, but if I do, I'll try it. Well, maybe one day they'll make an ill omen one. Yeah, I would be down for that. I'd be down for <laughs> you that. Never know, man. Hmm. Or maybe you guys could just design one DIY style. There you go. All right. Good. Curtis, Curtis, <laughs> can code. Curtis can code a little bit. There you go. Not that good. Not that good. <laughs> Not that good. Could you imagine a Dark Throne one? All right, I'm getting off topic here. <laughs> good. <laughs> it would be pretty crazy. Um, but yeah, well, thanks for coming on, guys. This has been a really fun conversation. Um, yeah. And I'm just glad you guys are doing what you're doing. Uh, 
So you already talked a little bit what, what you can talk about, about your upcoming project. Um, and uh, do you guys have, uh, and you mentioned the one show that's uh, going to be coming up. You guys got any more events or anything else you'd like to plug? Um, yeah. Um, I don't know. We have a lot of shows booked for this summer. I don't think I can remember anyone right now, but yeah, the main one is just that one on August uh, 12th um, at the Olympic in Cedar Rapids. And then just follow our Instagram at Illoman band or Facebook Illoman. And you'll, we'll be posting a bunch of stuff about our upcoming shows. And then just everyone should listen to March of Decay by Illoman. Look that up on Spotify. Yeah, yep. that just yeah. came out. Like that's a new record. Yeah, basically. right. So, it is. It is new. It we're just. Yeah. We're going. We're going back to back. We're just. We're. We're keeping trucking along with all these songs. So, nice. awesome. Yeah, you guys are definitely being productive, and that's awesome. Um, now, do you guys have a physical copy of March of Decay yet, or is it just streaming? Oh, uh, we have I mean, a CD. A lot. You do we have, have a, CD. a CD. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, and I, those can be purchased at Bandcamp. Or... Yeah, Bandcamp. Illumin. Yeah. Okay, and, and is that just and some t-shirts? We got some t-shirts here too. Oh yeah, we got t-shirts. That, <laughs> uh, yeah, we got t-shirts and CDs for the new album, uh, which were all made by uh, Joe and Cal from Grim Knight Productions. So awesome. they did a really good job on the CD. So it's very interesting. Awesome, and that's just illomen.bandcamp.com, correct? Yeah, so, yeah, something like that. Wow, just go, well, just go search us. Yeah, you can just Google it. (laughs) (laughs) Ill Omen Band from Cedar Rapids. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. Glad to have you on. Um, And uh, Eric, did you have any more questions or anything or... Uh, no, we we talked a lot. Okay. We talked a lot about yeah. metal. <laughs> it was cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I gotta come out and see you guys live, man. And oh yeah, nice. Yeah, keep keep up the good work. But it sounds like you guys have been playing for a decade at least. <laughs> like, oh, thank you. I'll take that comment. Yeah. All right. Nice. All right. Cool. Thanks again for being on, y'all. Yep. Thank yeah, you for thank having, you for having us. us. All right. Come blaster. Come blaster. Come blaster. <laughs> I knew it was something like that. That was yeah. such a <laughs>